Good day, fellas. Welcome to Uncensored Advice for Men. I'm bringing uh, one of my friends that I've known for a while. We met through Greg Roulette uh, a few years back, and uh, we wanted to get him on the show because he has an interesting story, and uh, he's also helping other men and people share their story. Uh, so let's kick off this uh, call. Brandon, welcome to Uncensored Advice for Men. I'm honored and happy to be here, my friend. Yeah. All right. So behind you, let's just start with this. Behind you, you have some these little golden angels. For people who might be listening <laughs> in, uh, you you might want to go to our YouTube channel, but he has some golden angels holding up this globe-looking thing. What are those things? <laughs> They're, uh, behind me are four Emmy Awards. Uh, two are from are mine, and two are my wife's. Um, we won for different projects. One was Success in Your City, uh, a show we did, and then also for a documentary we did called Red Flags. So, yeah. Super cool. How heavy are those? You know, I've seen them around, and when, when we did our mastermind group, you I, know, I took a look. I think it. it's, I think it's about five to six pounds. I feel like okay, it's solid. I could be wrong. It feels good, right? It's yeah. It's heavy. I, nobody's ever asked that before, but now I, I'm going to have to put it on the scale later. <laughs> yeah. So, Brandon, who are you? I am, I am a guy that was born and raised in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, uh, surrounded by cornfields that, that was an entrepreneur. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, um, from growing up in the family ice business, my dad sold package ice for a living to going on. And I've always was passionate about sales and selling and making money in different ways. And so I went on to get into crowdfunding, helping people raise money. So like doing different crowdfunding campaigns, had some success in that which led me to doing uh, TV shows. So Greg Roulette, who you mentioned before and how we met, he came to me and said, hey, can you help me raise money for a pilot around a TV show? And I said, yes, I raised the money, became his co-host. We created a show. And so that led to doing, I've done three TV, four, going on four TV shows now. Um, and then also a film called Thinking You Rich, The Legacy. And then I've been a part of other like commercials and projects, but that's that would led to there, uh, but I'm I'm a entrepreneur and guy that loves producing uh, video content shows, but also helping grow businesses. So I invest in advising companies and and help them grow. And I like to to make money, but also do good with it. And that's that's who I am. That's who you are. Cool. So in your journey, right? Um, you you talk about sharing your story. Why is story so important? And and what are you doing with those stories? Right, like you know, no, does anybody really want to read Josh's memoir? Right, like yeah. kind of give us an idea on what what that even looks like. Well, we all have a powerful story, and when you can share your story effectively, it can impact other people's lives, inspire them, motivate them. But also, there are people like whatever your story is. There's millions of people out there with probably very similar story in some way. Maybe not exactly, but in some way. And so when you share that story with the world, and let's say you do it through speaking to an audience, a podcast show, or through a video, that listener, that viewer, they they listen in on that, they watch that, and it makes them, for one point, if they're in the same position that you were at one point, they, they feel like they're not alone. But also, it gets them the motivation they need to keep pushing forward, and it'll give them the guidance and the the path of what they need to do to with their life. And, and also from a business standpoint, I mean, it, it builds commonality. Like you're building like and trust of people because they feel like they get to know you as a person and they're more likely to work with you. They're more likely 
to whether it's buy your product or service, donate towards your cause, or just come to your concert, whatever that is. And so that's why I'm very passionate about it. For me, everything's about impact and how could I obviously make a lot of money, but do good with that. Because I believe then a day, I mean, it's just paper, but then a day I feel we're judged based on the impact we've made on earth. And for me, that is what I found to be my way to make the biggest impact through helping other people share their story, but doing it specifically through video, because it, it here's what video does. There is trust that there's so many communications, right? It's you speak words, people hear, you yeah. see, people see, you feel emotion. Communication happens through hand gestures. It happens through a smile. It's proven when people see your eyes, they're more likely to trust you as a human being. There's so much that happens in a video. And if you can create a inspiring, empowering video, editing, music, all the different senses we have and put it into one and then deliver that to somebody, they watch it and that take that gives them this feeling that makes them do something with it. It's no different than think of a film you went to the theater and watched and then it inspired you to go do something else, right? Whether Batman or whatever it is. And so that's that's been my whole focus and why I think it's so powerful. And I'm always looking to get better at it. Yeah. So why you know, why did you wrap up with, with your story and, you know, you're an author, you're a speaker, you travel yeah. around, you know, like when, when you choose sales and the business of ice, right? Like all your business, all your life story has built up to this, helping other people share their story versus why not just take your own story and run with it? Like, I'd, I'd love to hear your thought process on, on how this turned externally. Yeah. So question is how how did I come to the point of sharing my own story? Yeah, how'd you share your own story? But then now you're so focused on helping other people build their yeah. story and share. So I, I'm I do both. I mean, I'm always sharing my story because again, I know it helps people because I, I went through so many different things and, and and then also helps me master the storytelling process. But then helping other people. What here's what I learned. We we did in 2018, it was uh right before I met you, I believe it was. Um we traveled the country to film the show called success in your city. So my wife and I were sitting on a beach in 2017 and we said, what are we going to do next? And I had a couple of pina coladas. We're having some fun. It was her birthday. And, and so I said, why don't we travel the country? I had always wanted to live in 12 cities in 12 months. I had this crazy idea. So I was 27 at the time, whatever it was. And, and then, okay, let's go travel in 2018, live in 12 cities. And then I had just got done filming the show with Greg Roulette called Ambitious Adventures, but we weren't planning on doing another season. So I thought, why don't we create a show, my at the time girlfriend that became fiance and wife, um, and go travel the country and have it be around what is success. So like live in different cities, learn from people, and really figure out what success is. From We, we traveled and learned from professional athletes to people that had a lot of money, people that had no money to musicians, to business people, and you name it. And so we lived in these cities and, and filmed this series. But like, as we're doing this, we're looking at success differently. I'm looking at success differently, but also like we're putting everything into it. So I'm going through my own hardships along the way, almost lost everything and, and trying to pull this show together, wondering if anybody will ever watch it. And, and so we did, we didn't live in 12 cities. We lived in six. We went through 43 states but we filmed a five-part series. And so we 
we went to one city, went to the next, lived there. You start all over. We're doing the casting. I'm doing the funding. We're doing the filming. We're doing everything. But I started to really think inside and think, what is success to me? And we got halfway through the year and we made a huge pivot. Like I, I sold, we sold my house. We sold everything we owned. I sold a couple of businesses. Um, I, I literally sold everything. And, and then we ended up getting married that same year. And that was the year when we won our first Emmys. So like we had in 12 months time, we were like traveling the country. We're just going through the amount of emotions and experiences that some people don't experience in their entire lifetime. We did in 12 months. And so I share that because going back to the storytelling, we created this, we had our own story. So then what I did is we wrote a book on the story, the road to success, how to achieve success in business, life and love, but then released the show. And, and I saw how the stories we captured helped so many people. But also while we were on set, and filming with these people, I saw how it actually was helping them in the process of them sharing their story, almost like a therapy session. Yeah. The camera was on, but there's a different experience when the camera's on. And so once I saw what it did for these people and how once we released this, how much it helped other people, I said, you know what? There's something here. Why don't we help other people do the same thing? And maybe not through a TV show, but through different video assets or our events where we show people what's possible with video, do more of an educational side because not everybody's going to go and film a TV show. And so that, that really kind of lines up what brought me into even helping people share stories. Mm, that's so good, man. Uh, you mentioned like therapy with the camera on this show, uncensored advice for men came out of a very rough time in, in my life. I started it because I was like, dude, I need a lot of help. And at the time I, I didn't have money for therapists. I didn't have money for coaches. So I was like, I'm just going to go interview a bunch of coaches, ask them for tough advice. And then what happened is other guys started to go like, I'm sure I'm, you know, I'm crying on my shows. You know, I feel like I, I should have laid back on a couch, but this show, like as I'm getting helped, other people are getting yeah. helped too. And that's the the power of what you're doing there's something real to this. Like just there is just having conversations and sharing your story. I've had dudes cry on my show. I've cried like it's weird. Right. But there's power to the story. It's normal. It's normal. It's super normal. It is. But for guys who like I used to consider myself a badass, that was not normal. And for a dad yeah. who is, you know, purple heart, you know, badass dude from Vietnam, not normal. Right. So yeah. in, in your experience, right, you're interviewing these people and you, you're talking about success and you kind of looked at success kind of like maybe differently. Like how did interviewing rich people, poor people, athletes, best in the world, what did that teach you about success and what is success? It, it, it taught me, it's a great question. It taught me that success is so different for different people. And, and the really simply the whole journey we did on what is success, the answer is ask yourself, what is success? And so in your time in life, because it's different when you're 18, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, I'm 32, I haven't got 40 yet, but like there's different phases, whether you have kids or business or whatever phases of life. And so in that phase of your life, you ask yourself, what is success to me? And so success being whether in your financial life, in your personal life, your love life, your relationships, your physical, mental health. And so knowing that, you, most people don't even know what success means to them. They don't even know what they want. So the first step is figuring out what you want. And then once you figure out what you want, then you know, okay, I want this. How do I get this? 
And then you have to put the steps in place to figure that out. The reason why most people never get to that, those like achievements is because they never actually know what they want. They just say, but they don't actually want it. Like there's things like they'll say, I want a million dollars. I want this. I want that. But do they actually want that? And what's the real meaning behind that? Like, what is it that you want from that? Because that's, that's what I've learned. And so where I started challenging myself was doing that show and experience. I asked myself, like, am I a success? Like, what does it even mean to be successful? And so I started thinking for me and, and what it really turned out for me is how can I always be the best version of myself? And am I sometimes feel like I'm slacking? Yes, but I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. I'm striving to make the most amount of money. I'm striving to be the best husband. I'm striving to be the best um, person relationships. I'm striving, striving to provide the most value, but also striving to master my talents and crafts and always trying to be better at it. And so that's what I would say. What is success? What does success mean to you? Ask yourself in those areas, what does it mean? Write it down. And then, okay, how are you going to get there? And that, that my friends, like when you understand that everything changes for you. Yeah. When you, when did you have this revelation and what did life look like before that? It was right after, it was probably uh, May of 2018. We had just got done filming our third episode, Third City. We were in Boston, Massachusetts, um, and we were featuring a guy that at one time was homeless, um, and he was living on the streets of Boston. And the guy, he was so connected to so many influential people, but he had no money. Like he, In terms of like money is bank account, but he had access to people that had so much money, the access to so many things, but he was living happiness. And so the, what he was trying to do is create an orchestra. He loved, he was a violinist. How he made his money is he would play his violin on the subway, take that money. And that's how he literally made a living while saving that money up. And literally at that time, sleeping on the streets when he had money to get an apartment if he wanted to, but he wanted that money to go towards creating this orchestra. And so he ended up getting like 30 instruments donated. He got a location to donate the location he got teachers to donate their time. He, he, he literally created an orchestra from nothing. And he was willing to sleep on the streets. And one thing he said is you can do a lot with a little. And I saw a guy that he was so happy and so like he had achieved his own version of success, but didn't have much money. And so I, I thought to myself, do I actually need for material things? Now, I, I personally, like, I want to have a lot of money, <laughs> um, but it made me think about the things I really didn't need. And that's that's when it really kind of hit me, what is success? And it wasn't literally 30 days later, we sold our house, um, literally put it up and sold it, um, got rid of, like, we were throwing out garbage bags worth of things we didn't need in our house. I was selling things off the walls. I was donating stuff. I was getting rid of everything. Because I realized it didn't really matter to me. It didn't mean anything to me. And then once we left, I was in Iowa at the time, my house. I remember when we left, it was uh, in June of 2018. We're driving to our next city in Denver, Colorado. And we, what we had left was in our Tahoe that we had. And then a small storage unit. Everything else was gone. And as I left and we're driving on the road, I thought, wow, we're crazy. <laughs> and I thought... We really did go all in on this whole endeavor. And so that's where the pivotal moment for me and, and really understanding that whole journey. 
when you see a, a dream and when you look at success or when you look at like, what, what is success for me? What do I actually want? What am I willing to do to get to that? Right? Yeah. The guy's story, the violinist, he purged himself of anything, right? He had friends and influence. He probably could have got his insurance license and became a millionaire overnight just yeah. because of his influential circles. But he said, I want a symphony. And I'm willing to sleep on the streets for it. You looked at things and you said, this is what I want to accomplish. Story is important to me. I'll sell my house, sell everything, donate it, whatever. I'll purge it all and I'll go all in. Yeah. What did your friends and family say about you when you were going through this process? Yeah. I mean, well, it was tough because one of those conversations while selling my house was to tell my dad who I had bought a business from five years before and he started in 1986 and I had to sell the business. Um, that was probably the toughest conversation. Mm -hmm crying um, with him uh, because I said I'd never do it. It was still part, part of my identity. But I also knew that good business made money, but also it, it held me back. It, it took, even if it took 10% of my energy, it took 10% of my energy. And so that was difficult. Um, people, when you're going after something, people are, if you're really like obsessive towards something, Let's say you want to achieve any big award that's out there, whether it's award, trophy, milestone, money, accomplishment, you're going to be judged. You're going to be said you're crazy. You're going to lose friends. You're going to be called obsessive. And you have to be obsessive because if you don't literally burn the boats and go all in towards something, you'll never really become the best at it. And 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 so really, sometimes you got to ask yourself, what is the price you're willing to pay? Um, and you might question if the price is worth it along the way. Yeah. Is it worth it? Oh yeah. You'll be asked that when you start, when you start getting rid of things and when you start selling things, you know, I cashed out my government pension to go in on my dreams and I went all in. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's that last 10% though. You, you, you were selling, you know, like you're selling your family business that's been around forever, letting go of that last 10%. You're like, even if it took 10% of my energy, it took 10% of my energy. I find that letting go of that last thing, that last bit before going all in was the toughest. What what was your experience? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't easy, but it it was freeing once I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, you know, so many people go like half a foot in, little like they don't just jump all in. And when you close one door, another opens. And when you commit a hundred percent. Like, you know, I'm, I've been that in my life. Like I commit to move to a city. I commit to move to an opportunity. I go all in because I, I, and we, here's the thing in our minds, we actually know what's holding us back. We just mm -hmm. have to conquer the own thought in our mind and actually say, okay, I'm going to do what I know I need to do. Most people will come up with reasons why to justify why they don't do what they need to do. And then they'll actually believe that own bullshit story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe in your own bullshit, man. That for a guy, I think it's one of the most dangerous things is believing your own lies. Um when you say we know what's holding us back, you've you've talked with thousands of entrepreneurs and you've you know yeah. you've you've videoed them, interviewed them, and you're helping share their story. What do you find is a common thread for dudes of what's holding us back from really chasing, finding out what our dream is, but then really going all in for what our dream is? There's a couple things. I mean, for one, probably the relationships that they're in, whether that's a marriage, girlfriend, boyfriend, or business relationship, 
or maybe they allow too much of, it could be family that uh, influenced them in the wrong way. That's one side of it. And then two, it's likely something from their past, some kind of uh, tragedy or hardship or something that's so ingrained to them, maybe even from childhood that they never actually conquered that will affect them for the rest of their lives. It really, it'll show their flaws. And, and so they never do hit it head on because it's too hard to face. And, and if they do face it, it like, it'll be a complete game changer for them, but most people won't face it because you got to go through the gauntlet. Yeah. Facing the, the demons of the past, right? Facing the, the, facing and slaying the dragons of the past. Um, what was yours? Many, um, (laughs) me too. (laughs) I, uh, so the big one for me was a couple. So when I was a kid and I didn't figure this out until I went through like this deep training, like, you know, they have the Tony Robbins Alicia power within, Yeah. they have uh, they call landmark MITT. They have trainings where you go through like five days of development and, and you do stuff that they don't tell you like. If they told you you were going to do that stuff going into it, you would never go. But once you're there, you do it. And there's a reason. There's a science. There's actually studies and science behind it. But the point is, after going through that kind of training, I realized that in life, I was always striving to achieve something to show my worthiness and and show up and and try to prove something to everybody else. And so that came from when I was uh, a child. I was born with a speech impediment. So I had a list. And so at kindergarten, my... My teacher came and told my parents, like, he needs to go to a class. And so took class. I did my S's, R's, all this stuff. And so I got bullied as a kid. And it, I didn't lose my speech impediment until about probably 13. But what ultimately allowed me to lose it was I was practicing in front of the mirror every night as a kid. Like, eight years old, I'm doing this. and thinking, like, visualizing, saying, I'm a success. I am, I am great at sales. Because at that time, I wanted to be great at sales. And I was practicing S's and I was actually visualizing myself. And then when people would come up to me, they would say, do you have a list? And I would say, no, I would actually tell a lie really and say, no, I don't know what you're talking about because I was actually, and I didn't know the whole subconscious thing at the time, but what I was doing was actually working. And and so eventually I lost the list, but I share that story because that me trying to prove I fit in, I was like everybody else and that I'm worthy was because I wanted to fit in and speak like everybody else. That transcended into business and and sports and everything. And yes, it did allow me to achieve certain wins, but it allowed me to do so obsessive about it. I never actually appreciated any win I had. And I was always going for the next thing. And I was always trying to prove it to everybody else. And the the whole like point for me was to say, okay, it's all right. You did it. You don't need to prove shit to anybody. You did it. And so that that small little thing like really helped me realize, okay, <laughs> I can do things in a different approach, and and so that that was my demon. Yeah. If you didn't fight that demon, right? If you just like pushed it off the side and be like, whatever, I'm going to become a computer programmer. Don't need to talk with anybody. Whatever the case may be, those Emmys wouldn't exist behind you. All the stories that you shared with others and all the people that you've impacted wouldn't have happened. So how do you look at, or when you're talking to people uh, about their own demons or about their own dragons, like how do you, how do you, how does that now help propel you forward? Yeah. I mean, it, 
I mean, I would, I would be single. I would be divorced if, if I didn't conquer those demons. Um, I would be not a very good person because I still achieved success and the awards, but it, it wasn't like fulfillment. Right. And, and so I, I personally, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but I, I try to share stories of people and it's not specifically just all through video. It's through conversations and share examples because I have interviewed a lot of people. And so I've, you name a story, I've heard it. And so I will tell a story to somebody because I can't always share my own story because it doesn't always pertain to that person. But if I do know somebody that has a story that can pertain to that person, then I can share that story and how it allowed them to thrive in their own way in hopes that that person listening will come up with the idea on their own from the story to do that change they need to do to overcome that demon. And so it's going to be more than that, but it's that like simple first step that allows them to do that. And, and Hey, I've heard stories from people that have literally witnessed their family get slaughtered in villages, like from people that have died and went in the afterlife and came back to you name it. I've, I met them, I've heard them. And, and so, and that's why too, I'm very, I'm very, I always challenge people because they always say why they can't do something. Poor me, poor me. And they might have a poor me story, but here's the thing. Like, okay, you lost your family. I'm sorry, but that happened. That happens every day. You lost this, you lost this, you lost this, you this. But what are you going to do about it to make your life better? Are you going to live in sadness and, and defeat for the rest of your life? Or are you going to use that and live for that person, live for that? And so that's how I look at things. And I, I challenge people. And sometimes I make him off like a little too much, but personally in my heart, I have a good intention with it. Mm. Yeah, dude. Um, when, you're, when you're going through this, this journey of your own, like what does, what does the future look like for Brandon? Yeah, it's, you know, for me, I'm, I have a grand like vision and I'm constantly challenging myself to see more of the vision it's big in terms of impact and influence. And I put on events, I bring people together, I, I build wealth. I, I get, I have some very uh, powerful people in my corner, which allows me to kind of skip the line to success, I say. And so as I do that, I always make sure my ego's in check, but also make sure I am going on the right path because you could go make a billion dollars and you could not be in happiness and success. Or you could go achieve the most fame in the world and you may not be happy in success. And so I'm always kind of making sure that I'm in that, what is it meaning to me? What is success? And so grand future, uh, I'm doing my own shows. I'm putting on massive events. I'm a part of massive billion dollar companies, some I'm already a part of. And I'm building out wealth, but doing good with that and finding new initiatives that can help the world. And I think education is the biggest thing that is needed, uh, that our system actually has failed. I feel like our education system is, it sets us up for failure. And so creating systems, whether it's events or training that can help people sp specifically when they're younger to be prepared to live on terms in life. And this could be very challenging society. And, and they say like, what are you talking about? But it's a real thing. It's, it's a real thing that needs to get tackled and so Tony Robbins is doing it. There's other people out there doing it. That's one thing like 
also striving towards. As I say it out loud, like I've never really said it, but that's really what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, I've had conversations with people and they're like, you need to be a coach. And I'm like, dude, Tony Robbins is doing a great job. There's no need for another guy like Tony yeah. to be out there. And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts to that? Cause I know that there's a bunch of guys in the audience who are like, yeah, nobody cares about my story. Right. It's a boring story to me. Yeah. I've lived it. Yeah. I went through trauma. I got my ass whooped, whatever the case may be. I don't need to share my story. Like it's boring. Nobody wants to hear it. What are your thoughts? So my thoughts are two things. One, get over yourself and your reason why you don't think you need to share it. Uh, because if, for one, if your, your goal is money, your goal is achieving more business clients and success and charging more. Um, you're actually uh, limiting your ability to make money by not telling your story. Uh, secondly, you're actually helping people and you're selfish about it. To say be that, real, you're really, you could be helping people, but you're selfish about it and you're not helping them. And so by sharing it and doing it effectively in the right way, there's two birds, one stone. Not only do you help people, maybe you save their life, help them achieve more success and wealth but also you're allowing yourself to make more money. And so most people just got to get over the fact their own insecurities about themselves. And don't get me wrong. Some people, it's not going to happen overnight. It, it will take time for them to share their story, but at least working towards it. Yeah. What if their story included naughtiness in the in the past, right? Where they, they, they did some things and they, you know, like they're like, well, what if they find out now I'll tell you, i we have a we have a bunch of different shows. I, you know, I've yeah. I've I've opened kimono, cold wet day, and just said, "Hey, this is what I got, guys." And, yeah. But th that took a time for me to learn how to do and practice. Right, I'm not the best at yeah. it, but there's there's guys, and I've interviewed stories, and they're they've they've done things in the past that they're ashamed of. They've done things in the past that got them in trouble. Like, how do you overcome that as a part of your story? What if you're ashamed of your story? Yeah, I mean, don't share anything that might put you back in jail. <laughs> but, um, but I will say that there are so many lessons to learn. I mean, I I got a, a friend and uh, somebody I advise and work with that formerly was uh, he was addicted to alcohol and drugs, and and so like his life was a spiral, and he was ashamed of it. But eventually, he started sharing it, and now more people can relate, and he's helping other people. So there's stories like that, or domestic violence, and um, but like in terms of like bad shit, we all make mistakes, but how can you show like how you made the change? Because I imagine if you had did something really crazy and you overcame it, now you're here, there's other people that are probably going through that. And they're at a very pivotal crossroads in their life. And if they hear your story, they may go right, which takes them on a good path. But if they don't hear your story, they might go left that puts them in prison or kills them. Yeah. Man, it's so it's so good. I I I found that you know guys have to learn to share their story because yeah you know we're we're the protector we're the yeah. we're the defense right like but for us to open up it creates vulnerability and we're yeah. afraid of the are people not going to like me are they going to be ashamed to be around me are they not going to do business with me all these things right these things cross my my mind when I'm when I'm sharing. It takes courage to share your story. How mm -hmm. do you build that story? So give us some 
give us guys some advice on how do we get to that place so we know we want to make more money. We know we want to create more impact. And we just feel this like internal tug that we need to share our story because it's going to help other people. What are the steps to do that? How do we build that? Yeah. So first sound, first thing you do is write down all the different points in your life. Like what are some big tragedies or wins or experiences in your story? What are they? So maybe you went bankrupt. Maybe you won awards for something. Maybe you achieved a milestone in business. Maybe you got divorced. Maybe you lost a family member. Maybe you experienced hardship in some way, injury, whatever it is. So think about that. And then think about, okay, how can I, like, what things do I want to tackle? If you're, you're thinking from a branding standpoint, I mean, okay, what do you want to be known for too? Because there might be parts of those stories that wouldn't make sense to share. So what do you want to be known for? And and so I, I'm known as a person that creates video. I'm known as a business advisor, investor, and, and so on the business side, I'm creating content that's sharing education and, and letting people know that's what I do. So they know how to reach out to me. On the second side of things, I'm sharing journeys in entrepreneurship that I've experienced. So I do share the, the speech impediment thing on my journey. And, and that kind of formed me into who I am. But also like it showed how I really had to master the power of communication. Now I get paid a lot of money to speak. And so like that's one part of my story. I share the bankruptcy almost hitting bankruptcy story because any like very successful business person either went bankrupt or at one time they faced bankruptcy. If not, you, you haven't done enough business. (laughs) And so that in itself, like there's a lot of business people that are multimillionaires now that they can relate to me and they can know like, dude, this guy actually, he's been through the gauntlet too. I can relate with that. And so think about that. What do you want to be known for? And, and it really kind of forms into your own brand. Right. And so that, that's really the starting point. The next step is just start recording content with your phone, turning uh, the phone on recording, press the record button and, uh, and post it on social media. And you'll be surprised you do your first video and you post it on social media, how many people are going to be, there'll be some, by the way, there will be some people, it could be family members because they grew up in a different generation where they're like, why would you share that? Like it, it, why are you doing that? Like, that's not the right place, which I disagree with. And then the other side is people are like, wow, you really like inspired me today. You helped me get through this. Like, man, that's super amazing. And they reach out to you and say, hey, I really resonated with that. And they realize that, oh, this is what you do for a living. And they're more likely to go with you because you created that emotional connection between you and another person. People buy from human beings. Mm-hmm. They they don't, they buy from other humans. So if you're a human and you connect with our human and they just happen to do in business something that you need resources from, then they're going to be more likely to go to you versus some other business person. Yeah, that's super true. Uh, let's play a game. Uh, I've got a stack of cards with questions on it. Uh, I'm going to go. You tell me when to stop. Let's, let's ask one of these questions. Stop. All right, here we go. I have no clue what this is going to say. <sighs> What's a common trait shared by everyone in your network that you have chosen, right? Like we have friends that we grew up with or people that we dated in the past, but what's a common trait across all the people that you choose to be around? They don't have excuses. They expect a lot of people and they personally will get it done. They don't have excuses and they're always thinking big, like, 
like some of their ideas are crazy. That's how they got the crazy results. Yeah. It's so important to, to choose people with specific traits, especially after you're, you're going for it. Right. Um, man, I got so many questions around that, but I, I think we're running out of time. Brandon, let's do this. Uh, during this interview, there's probably some questions that I should have asked you that I screwed up and did not ask. Other than that, like, how could people connect with you? We'll get there, I promise. Yeah. But what's a question you wish someone would ask you? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think more questions need to be asked about what goes in the mind of an entrepreneur that's driven. Yeah. Because it, it's a constant mind fuck. It, it is, it is constantly like questioning and because time is a big thing you think about. It. So I'm 32, I'll be 33 on New Year's Eve. And so I have a lot of things that's, that go through my head, like my legacy, my, my happiness in this moment, but also knowing their sacrifice to get the happiness in the long run. Like you only have so many years. So how do you want to enjoy it? Because I know I can achieve anything I set my mind to, but you also sometimes question like, I'm going to achieve this, but will there be thoughts in my head of like, as I go after this, what am I going to lose along the way? And so there's these constant things. And I don't think people talk about that enough. And so for me, I know how I deal with this is discipline in my routines. I mean, I, I wake up, I'll read, I'll pray, I'll work out, I'll kind of get those demons out of me. And then I'll go through my routine of my day. I keep consistent on my things. And so, but I am constantly asking myself these questions on what is my success? Is it worth it? Um, am I given enough? Um, I feel lazy, even though I'm probably doing more than 99% of the people out there, uh, which all successful people or people that have achieved things in life have. And so I think not enough people ask about that. Um, and I think it needs to be talked about more among these other people because they want to hold it in and they only have certain people like they're going to talk about even me on certain things. Like you only can relate because not many people can understand it. Like my, my business, like I'm going to go to uh, dinner with one of my business partners and he, he created the infomercial. Think of this. He saw, he saw lines on the TV and he said, huh? He called the cable company and said, why I pay for cable? Why what what's up with this? Oh, there's six air six hours of free time. He said, Well, can I buy that time? Well, he bought the time. And then within a few years, they took it all over the world. And that's what created the infomercial. And then he became known as the Shark Tank guy and all this other stuff. But that example right there is like how crazy people think that achieve massive wealth and success. And I say that because like hanging out with him. I actually could have these conversations because there's only like a handful of people that really understand he's one of them. And so those conversations I value because it gives me more clarity and insight and almost happiness. And I think that's the power of, of sharing your story, but also listening to the stories of others. Because a lot of times yeah. I, I'll listen to these stories, like I'm interviewing these people and, and you and I, I go, man, yes. Me too. And then I go, I'm not alone. But then I can also go, how did you do it? Right? 
and you can listen to their stories, read their books, connect with them or whatever. So with that, Brandon, for, for people who want to learn more about how to share their story, how to, how to increase their brand, how to do all these things, where can people connect with you and uh, yeah. get some help? Well, for one, DM me anywhere. I'm at Brandon T. Adams on all social media. Um, it's not hard to find me. Uh, and, you know, for me, one of the big things I do to, we talked about helping educate people, help them understand the power of sharing their story and help them share their story, do it through video, is my wife and I put together an event called Rise and Record and really inspired from the TV show journey of success in your city and how we learn from other people creating that show. And Rise and Record is all about helping you rise up and share your story specifically through video. And so Rise and Record is in Nashville, Tennessee. It's October 19th through the 21st. Um, we got great speakers, Kevin Harrington. We got John Lee Dumas on for Zone Fire, Simon Leslie. We got the band. You ever heard of uh, Brian Kelly? He was from, from Florida Georgia Line. He's performing, speaking. I'm really looking forward to that fireside chat, by the way. Um, but the event's full of speakers, education, networking, uh, dinners around the city. And so, uh, yeah, go to riseandrecord.com, grab a ticket. If there's still some left, it'll sell out. Um, but uh, that's where people can find more about me and get into my world and hang out with me. Super cool. Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. Really great to see you again. Uh, fellas, as always, reach out to our guests and say, you know, thanks for being on the show, especially if they had uh, said something that resonates with you, connect with them. Their contact information will be in the show notes. Uh, if you have some advice that you'd like to share with other dudes or share your story here on the show, head on over to uncensoredadviceformen.com. Fill out a quick form, get you on the show next. Love you guys. Talk to you all on the next episode. See you guys.